History tells the story of the world and of our lives. Sometimes that history goes bump in the night. Broadcasting from the center of oddity and the supernatural in Central Florida, it's the History Goes Bump podcast. Hello, you spectacular people. Welcome to this 380th episode of the History Ghost Bump podcast, Ghost Tours for the Theater of the Mind. I'm your host, Diane. And this is Kelly. Kelly, on this episode, we are featuring the old Hamilton County Jail. This is a location right here in our home state of Florida. And it's also another one of those locations that we have visited and investigated. It was such a fantastic location. I absolutely loved it. And I can't wait to go back. We were hosted by the Brooksville PIT Paranormal Investigation Group. Their home investigation area is the May Stringer House, which we will eventually bring to you guys an episode on that as well when we get around to investigating that place. They were wonderful hosts. It was a wonderful location. And Kelly, just about every unexplained thing that you could have happen happened here other than a full-bodied apparition. This is true. So we're looking forward to bringing that to you guys. Before we get into that, we want to welcome into the Spectacular crew... We have a couple of Wendy's, Wendy R. and Wendy L., Amber, Liz, Linda, I believe this is Ruth, but she has an E in the middle of her name, Tina, Stephanie with an I-E, Elena, Kathy with a K, Kirsten, Carrie, Jules, I believe, and she spells her name just like Tools. Very cool. And we also have a couple of Kimberly's, one who spells her name with an L-E-Y at the end and the other with just an L-Y. Welcome to the Spooktacular crew. And now, this moment in oddity. San Juan Island is located between Washington State and Canada, and in the mid-1800s, the island was inhabited by Americans and British. Both countries claimed the island as their own because the Oregon Treaty didn't make it clear who had ownership. Things went pretty well despite this until the Great Pig War started. Lyman Cutler was an American farmer who caught a British pig in his potato field. He shot the poor sign thief, and that was it. British Governor James Douglas ordered Cutler to pay a $100 fine. Cutler refused, and the war was on. American Captain George Pickett was sent to the island to face off against the British, who sent five warships and 2,000 troops. Pickett had been ordered to keep the British from getting on the island, and he promised to make a bunker hill of the situation if he needed to. For a shot pig? On the other side, the British governor ordered his troops to take the island by force. British Rear Admiral Robert Baines was in charge of the fleet of five ships, and he thought about the orders for a minute. Was it really worth going to war over a pig? Baines ordered his men to point their guns at an American fort, but they were told to stay on the ships and no order to fire was given. The Americans, in turn, also did not fire a shot. The two sides just stared each other down, neither wanting to start a war. We're not sure how long they sat there like that, but it would take 13 years before Kaiser Wilhelm I of Germany gave San Juan Island to the United States. A war almost starting over a pig eating some potatoes certainly is odd. Turn on 
out the lights. The party's just getting started. And now, this month in history. month of April, on the 24th in 1951, Corporal Hiroshi H. Miyamura became a hero. Everyone called him Hershey, and despite the fact that his wife was in an internment camp, he joined the U.S. Army in 1945. Hershey was an American citizen, having been born in New Mexico. He trained as a machine gunner and was discharged at the end of World War II. He enlisted in the Army Reserve and joined active duty again during the Korean War. On the night of April 24th, the Chinese attacked, and soon Corporal Miyamura knew his troops would not be able to hold the line, so he ordered them to retreat while he stayed behind to offer cover. Hershey jumped from his shelter and rushed the Chinese. He bayoneted 10 of them. He then returned to his position and got behind his machine gun and fired until he was out of bullets. The corporal left his spot, bayoneting his way over to another gun, and fired until he was out of bullets there as well. He killed another 50 men, and then he was severely wounded. The Chinese captured him and he became a POW and would remain one for 28 months. He then was forced to march 300 miles before being released on August 20, 1953. Corporal Mia Mira was awarded the Medal of Honor. He was the first recipient to be classified top secret because the government didn't want the Chinese to know what he had done to their men or he might have been killed while a prisoner. In our modern era, we're used to large penitentiaries housing criminals. But there was a time when local cities and counties had fairly small jailhouses where the warden would live with his family. We heard that one of our local paranormal investigation teams was hosting an investigation at one of these jails here in Florida, about two and a half hours away from us, and we couldn't resist the chance to join them. The Hamilton County Jail was open for nearly 100 years and housed a variety of criminals, both men and women. Many people died here, and at least three were executed, and there are several bodies buried on the property. This has led to claims of hauntings, and based on our experiences, we would agree that this location is very active. Join us as we share our investigation of the old Hamilton County Jail. This is one of those locations where we don't have a whole lot of the history behind it. It's been lost to history, and as much as people have been digging in to find out what they can, there's just not a whole lot there. That's why investigating this property is really important, because it's kind of the way that they're putting this puzzle together. Right, exactly. We do know, of course, the old Hamilton County Jail is located in Jasper, Florida, and it was built in 1893. And Jasper is one of those towns, Kelly, that's small and not a lot going on. (laughs) Quite small. (laughs) We drove into it on a Saturday night and even the CVS where we hung out for a little bit was closed by 8 (laughs) p.m. It was totally dark. We were just sitting in the parking lot (laughs) snacking on some beef jerky for our dinner. That was it. (laughs) The structure was constructed from red brick, steel and concrete and stands two stories. 
really cool looking on the outside. It doesn't look anything like a jail, like some of these other ones. The squirrel cage jail did not look like a jail from the outside. This had a very similar look on the outside. Of course, not on the inside, but... <laughs> right. It, it very much did. And what's really cool is I've already looked ahead to the Clay County Jail that we're going to be investigating at the end of this month. And almost exactly the same design. It's a totally different color. It's white brick instead and a little bit different, but they're very, very similar. And I think that they were built by the same company, correct? I think that's what they had said. Men and women were both housed in the jail and there were separate cells for not only them, but also African-Americans. The jail was added to the Register of Historic Places in 1983, and the jail itself was used into the 1980s, which I found fascinating since it's not real up to date. Right. I was actually really surprised by that time frame. Rehabilitation is being done, and the building is in pretty good condition. Jesse and Brooke of Brooksville PIT were our hosts, and they took us on a tour of the property and shared what history they did know with us. They were a class act, care about the history, and brought lots of equipment that they were very generous in sharing. We started outside before heading into solitary confinement. The owner used ground-penetrating radar on an area outside of solitary confinement, and 84 bodies were detected. They only know of three hangings that took place at the jail. Two of those hangings were the last legal hangings east of the Mississippi River, making this an important historic location. Walter Durham was the name of the last man hanged, and this happened in 1916. Durham shot and killed Sheriff's Officer W. Rayford Royals. The thing that I really love about Jesse and Brooke and Brooksville PIT is that they volunteer for the Hernando County Historical Society, and they basically were volunteers at this place, too, taking people through and trying to take care of stuff and rebuilding and restoring. Yeah, they've, they've been, I think, the primary group that's really working on rehabbing the location. Yeah. We then headed inside, where Brooke explained that one half of the building was where the deputy sheriff lived with his family. The main floor had the master bedroom and the children slept upstairs. There was a sitting room with a fireplace on the first level as well as the kitchen. And this was kind of our meeting space where we dropped a lot of our equipment and our jackets and that kind of thing. Because Kelly, it was a bit chilly for Florida that evening. <laughs> it was definitely chilly outside. I was more than comfortable indoors, however. And it was sprinkling just a little bit, kind of misting at us. It was. Two children were born in the building. The local judge would come for dinner occasionally. The warden's wife cooked for more than just her family. She cooked for the inmates as well. That was until they finally hired a cook. Can you imagine having to cook not just for your own family, but for a bunch of criminals? Not really. <laughs> but you uh, were a line cook, so you would probably have no problem with it. No, that's true. I can cook for a large <laughs> group people. of people. As we said, there were women in the jail. Here, Jesse and Brooke tell us about a couple of the female inmates. So I know Brooke knows about there was a woman who uh, committed suicide in this cell. Um, and we get a lot of EVPs of a lady throughout the whole jail. It's just not in here. Um, but um, even a woman who poisoned her husband ended up here, and her, he, their new baby had to stay here with her, too. So she stayed in this jail over two, two months with her infant baby? Yes, two months. This is Jackson. Mm -hmm. And then they finally... They were hesitant to house her because she just delivered her baby. But she tried to poison her husband, so they had to do something. And then after two months with her here with the baby, they finally just released her. And there is a sign behind that. And so basically she wasn't convicted. She just let go, and she divorced her husband that she tried to kill, and married her, her lover, and moved away. That's, that's 
sit for mm. her. But again, with Jesse saying the woman that committed suicide here, it's frustrating. We do not have any information on her. We do pick up. We haven't. I know I haven't investigated these cells as much as I wanted to, just because the jail, especially upstairs, is always um, captivating me. The few times that I've been here, and they always say you can go over you can activate when you feel drawn. That is one thing that we really missed out on. I'm wanting to definitely get back there and and investigate the women's section of the jail because we didn't we didn't even go in there. I can't believe that we didn't. No, and we definitely are going to investigate this place again because we got so much stuff going on. But like she said, the upstairs jail area is so active and captivates you so much that it's hard to break free from there. And yeah, when we pulled out, I'm like, you know, we didn't even go into the women's cells to try to get any kind of communication, which bad on us because we might have gotten a little bit more activity since we are women. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, definitely bad on us. But it did. It captivated us upstairs. We were just up there the whole time, pretty much. We also found out from them about the African-American cell, too. This was the uh, cell for the African-Americans. Um, but this cell is very active. When people get scratched. They get uh, cut. Brooke, um, you talked to Tori about Yes, Tori has received really clear EVPs of a man named Ed Black in that cell. And he was a smoker. He told Tori that he was incarcerated for looting. And they've had several conversations. Every time Tori comes back, he gets a hold of Ed Black. But that's the same cell where Walter would have been. And that's where a lot of people get scratched. We have luck with there end or this one right here? And okay. we've spent a lot of time in there. We, that has not happened. But I've been touched in the cell quite a bit. But I don't know if I can remember what. The first room we investigated was a bedroom on the main floor that was used by the deputy warden's family. And we weren't expecting much activity. But some responses we got from the dowsing rods were unsettling. So, are you a male? No. No. Thank you. So, you're a female. Are you a female? No. Are you some other sort of entity? Some other sort of spirit besides somebody that used to be human? Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was just a little bit unsettling, Kelly, because we've never had that experience when using the dowsing rods before, where it was like, nope, I'm not male, female, or human. I'm some <laughs> right. other kind of entity. And we're like, what is that exactly? Exactly. I also want to point out, for all of the audio that we're playing, whenever we're doing the dowsing rod sessions, there is sometimes a longer space between us asking a question and the rods crossing or not crossing. So I have taken some of that out just so we don't have so much empty space there. So they're not necessarily answering as quickly as it may sound on the audio. I haven't edited anything where it has them like answering yes to something we've asked that they didn't actually do that with. But I have taken some of the dead space out. So to speak. Yes. (laughs) We think we caught some kind of anomaly on EVP. There's a lot of background contamination, but this sounds odd. Have you been in this area for a very long time. Have you been here in the jail a very long time? And I'll play that one more time. Have you been in this 
area for a very long time. Have you been here in the jail a very long time? And now I'll play it where that part where we think it might be a child spirit amped a little bit. Have you been in this area for a very long time? Have you been here in the jail a very long time? So I definitely think that that is a child. What made it really interesting is we actually caught that on the mini recorder that we'll sometimes record with and then play back and and hear it immediately. So the fact that we were listening back to it, not several days later while we're checking to see if anything was caught, but actually in the moment made it really obvious. We knew exactly who was around us. We knew where the people were in the building. And there's no sound that we heard audibly that matched with what we caught on the recording. Well, and as you can hear in the audio that we've been playing, the people that are in the background, the contamination is far away or whatever. This sounded like it was right there with us. Right, right. Definitely in the same room. And it was very similar to the one that we caught at Velisca. I agree. It was almost exact to what we'd caught at Velisca. The dowsing rods then did indicate that we had a little boy with us. But when we asked about age, the spirit seemed to have left. Then we headed for a jail cell and things really picked up. We decided to do the Estes method here, and what worked good for us was using regular earbuds with shooting range earmuffs over the ears. Kelly, you know that I've been looking for some noise-canceling headphones that you can actually plug into the SB7 Spirit Box. But as I'm pricing them out, if you want to get a really good set, they're like $200 to $300. So I was like, uh, we really don't have the money for that. And I was like, hmm, what else could we do? And when I'm using my in-ear earbuds, you know, the ones that completely go in your ear, yeah. I can rarely hear anything outside of it. So I was wondering if perhaps we used those and then took your shooting range earmuffs and put those over the top of there if we wouldn't be able to really mimic what we'd be purchasing otherwise. <laughs> and I have to say, I thought it worked better than when we used Dolly's noise canceling ones because you could kind of still hear some mumbling outside of you. When I did this, I could not hear anything other than the spirit box. Same, same. Yeah, it was, I think because the sound is so far into your ear, Mm -hmm. and then you've got the muffs over the top of that, I I do think that it was, it worked better for me as well. So I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) And again, with the audio that we're going to play for you during this Estes method, I took any empty space out because there's going to be a lot of it where I'm not understanding what they're saying or they're not saying anything. And you guys don't want to sit here for like an hour listening to nothing but dead (laughs) air in between me saying a few words. Exactly. I felt like there were several spirits speaking at once because many voices seemed to be coming through and it was really hard to decipher what was being said. There were some really clear words, though, too. Have you been here for a very long time? Yep. Can you tell me how many years? Maybe. How many years have you been here? Yep. Do you like it when people come and visit you? Try to get to know your story? I have to. What do you have to do? You. Me. Did you have family? I'll stop. You'll stop? Please don't stop. We want to hear from you. Do you like communicating with us? 
more respectful. We want to know your story. Yes. That was a very clear yes. Good. Good. Thank you. Well, we like we like coming and visiting with spirits and just, you know, trying to learn more about who's here. I know that, you know, living in this situation, it couldn't have been a very pleasant one. Okay, so it's, it's becoming a little bit confusing for Diane if maybe one person at a, at a time could try to speak through that. That would be very much appreciated because that'll help us understand you more. Stay. You want us to stay here? Lady. Yes, we're ladies. <laughs> so can you share with us your name? Spit. Spit. I'm just having a really hard time getting the words because they're not speaking up loud enough. Gotcha. Um, there was one, I mean, it was a long sentence. Really? But I just couldn't get any of the words. It was the same voice, hmm. and it probably was like six words. Wow. Which is not going to happen by accident. Yeah. I'm just having a really hard time understanding the words. That's why I told you when I got that yes, mm -hmm. it was like clear as day. Right. The rest, I'm kind of guessing what the words are. Gotcha. they sound like because it's just too low. Right. Um, so whoever's communicating with us, if you could speak slowly, clearly, loudly. Yeah, speaking louder. It would louder. be easier for me to hear you. I'll try one more time here. The good thing is I can't hear you at all. Good. Okay, so whoever's here with us, if you're able to speak louder, through the spirit box, that would help her understand what you're trying to say. She's having a hard time understanding what you're saying. I am. I am what? I put in here. Wait to heaven? You're waiting to go to heaven? Or you are speaking louder, maybe. And we appreciate that. We know there's a lot of busyness going on here right now, so your attention may be drawn in a lot of different directions. Most definitely. <laughs> okay, you're speaking slowly, but I still can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> if you're here, and I know you're speaking through the spirit box, if you also like to communicate with the flashlight, we do have a flashlight over there. If you go over there and touch it, we should be able to make it turn on. That'll be another confirmation that we know you're here with us. And we would appreciate it. Be careful. What do we need to be careful of? Is there something that we should be worried about? I know I need to be careful because I trip over things easily and there's a lot of things to trip on here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's good if I trip or good that I'm being careful? I'm going to take that as a good... Why? Not her. Not her. I'm happy. You're happy? Happy. Yeah. I'm glad that you're happy. That makes me happy. Are you happy that we're visiting? People that are in here, you can go over to that. Good. 
If anybody wants to do that, touch my hand. Wait. Why do you want me to wait? Or wait for you to do that? You gotta put it down. I gotta put what down? I could put these down. Here. So as you heard there, Kelly, I laugh in the middle because I could tell the words were being said slower. <laughs> I mean, whoever was in the cell with us, and there were several of them, as you guys are going to hear, I was just like, you guys are a bunch of cheese balls. <laughs> Smart Alex. Because <laughs> <laughs> they literally were doing like they would either pause a lot between their words or it was, can you hear me? <laughs> Which is so weird because you were actually listening to the spirit box on the higher speed at that time. So it just seems so strange that they were able to do that. But clearly they could. Yeah, we had this at the hundred setting. That is the highest, like the fastest sweep you can go through. We're going to switch it to the 200, which makes it a lot easier for me to understand. I found it interesting that it said to be careful. And Kelly, like I told you, it it seemed like sometimes the spirits were talking to each other and not talking to me or you. Right. And in, in just a moment, we'll hear another exchange. And then I'll, I'll tell you what I think the be careful may be in reference to. Yes. And now a little break for a word about one of our sponsors. This episode of History Goes Bump has been brought to you by June's Journey, the Lost Diaries podcast. Kelly, did you get a chance to listen to the first episode of June's Journey? I have, and I love it. Oh my gosh, as soon as I heard the music intro, I was hooked. <laughs> the music is totally up our alley. If you guys love the music behind our This Month in History segment, you're going to love the music on this podcast. Sarah Grayson does a great job taking on the part of Autumn Driver, who has started this podcast to share about her great-grandmother, who she calls Nana June's Lost Diary. She has such a smooth and relaxing voice, but yet she's got that entertaining quality as well. It just draws you in. Absolutely. I believe that she really is Autumn Driver, that she has really gone to the old family estate on Orchid Island, that she's really inside this dilapidated mansion that sounds perfectly creepy for all of us. <laughs> it sure does. With sheets over the furniture. The sounds on the podcast are great. It's just very immersive. You feel like you're hearing about June's life as she sails across the ocean from America to London, two weeks on a sinkable possible ship. <laughs> yeah, that would be a hard press for me to, to get me on there. <laughs> June's journey helps the listener to leave the 2020s behind and go back to the exciting 1920s, where we're going to hear about tales of prohibition, the trenches of World War One, and the women's suffrage movement. And this podcast was inspired by Wooga's smash hit hidden object game, June's Journey, which you've been enjoying playing, Kelly. I have. And this is the first narrative mobile game podcast tie-in ever. And if you guys have been playing the game, you listen to the podcast, you're going to get never before heard hints about heroine June Parker's life before she became a detective. I can't wait. And can you imagine a female detective back in the 1920s? It's so cool. I can't wait to hear what else happens on her adventures. If you want to hear about those adventures, listen to June's Journey, The Lost Diaries for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I was a little bit tired of listening for a while, so then you took over and did the Estes method for a minute here. Can you feel temperatures? Like, can you feel when it's cold and when it's hot? Is it in here with us? 
I don't. You don't feel the temperatures. Sometimes we've had spirits manifest like a you color. Try it all and put it right back on. Have you ever tried to manifest as a color? Can you turn it back on? Do you think you could try to manifest like a color? Once, maybe. Can you turn it on now? Do you have a favorite color? Maybe you could make yourself that, that favorite color if you thought about it really hard. Did anyone die? Oh. Can you speak slower? Maybe. Peace. So you've said peace a couple of times. Does, is that something that you are seeking? Or do you already have peace? Test. Now we're going to switch it to a slower sweep, like I said, to the 200. And I'm going to go ahead and start listening here. If you want to come closer, we would really appreciate it. We'd love to see those lights go up. Yep. Thank you. Please do. We also have the REM pod over here. If you want to come close to that, get near it, you can turn that on. All the lights will go off. It won't hurt you. I think you know that, though. Bullshit. Really? Okay. Well, you don't have to. Not unless you'd like to. We don't mean any disrespect, but we just want to hang out and ask some questions. So what is your name? Do you mind sharing that with us? Beaten. Are you a male spirit? Good. What's good? Are you glad that we're here today? Wait. Do you not want us to leave? If you don't want us to leave, just communicate with us some more. Does anyone here touch turn the purple light on again? I know that you are near this, this one. I know that you were near this light before. Can you please turn that back on again? I'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to touch us, we're fine with that. Touch our hands, touch our hair. Her hair is very spiky. If you touch her hair, <laughs> she's actually had that happen before. Stop. Stop? Okay, you don't want us to talk about that. That's fine. Hey. Hey what? How old are you? Bring it. Bring it? We're not being... Break it. Break it. What? We're not trying to be aggressive with you. What? We're trying to be respectful. Get back. Get back from where? Talk. Do you want us to stop talking to you? Would you like us to leave this cell? Or do you want us to stay? Bob? Is this Bob? Is your name Bob? Thank you for sharing that. Definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Can you tell us how old you are? Arnold. Arnold. Is there an Arnold here also? Are there two men in here speaking to us? Mr. Bob and Mr. Arnold. 
appreciate you communicating. Three. There's three of you. Can we please have a name for the third person? If you don't mind sharing that information with us. My way. Your way. We're gonna do things your way. I can respect that. And Kelly, you know, I love asking that temperature question. <laughs> I know you do. And the colors. Yeah, I've always asked for them to reveal themselves like a color. Nobody's ever done it yet so far. And I have a really difficult time discerning words. So I don't even know if I'm getting it right half the time when I think I hear something. I definitely need to utilize the spirit box more and, you know, become more in tune with understanding what's being said. I think that's the same for both of us because, I mean, you don't get to practice it very often because we don't want to do it at our own house. Right. <laughs> so we this is the only time we get to do it. And honestly, this was only the second time we've tried it on an investigation. So it's going to take us a little bit of time to get used to it, to get a feel for it. And some of it also depends upon where you're at. I think if we're in a location that doesn't have as many spirits, it's a little bit easier. But this one, I literally, and it was different voices. So it's that's why I said it just seemed like there were so many there all trying to talk at once. Right. Whereas when we were at Velisca, pretty much sounded like the same person's voice the whole time. And I would have loved if we could have done the Estes method there. Absolutely. Kelly, that was too funny that you said to touch the REM pod and that it would not hurt. And then I say BS right after that. <laughs> and actually, that's what I was referring to on the prior session. Um, we were still in the same location, but when you were doing the Estes the first time, mm -hmm. you could hear in the background that somebody else was using a spirit box, just, I don't know, two cells over, something of that nature. And then you could hear them turn on a REM pod. You mm -hmm. know, when you pull the antenna up and you go to set it down, it, it makes, makes the noise, noise until you back away from it. Yeah. So right around that time frame, when you hear them turning on the REM pod and setting it up, you said, be careful. And so if it does perhaps hurt or they're afraid of it, I was just wondering if they were possibly telling another spirit in the next cell over to be careful of the REM pod. Yeah. I mean, we've never had an experience like this before. And if they were honestly saying BS to you about touching it, we had one of two things we were wondering about. One is, do they think it's going to hurt them? And so we would explain, it's not going to hurt you. You can go ahead and touch it. Or number two, we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> we don't know if it hurts or not. Maybe it does when you're a spirit and somehow the electrical charge or whatever. I don't know. Right. Could be. You also invited the spirits <laughs> to touch my hair. <laughs> I did. Remember that, everybody. Also remember that we got the name Bob. And it's very cool that it says there are three spirits here because we're going to get a third name. Here is more of that Estes session. If you don't mind sharing that information with us. My way. Your way. We're going to do things your way. I can respect that. I'm like that as well. There it is. There it is. Steve, that was really clear, Steve. Wow. Okay. So we have a Bob, an Arnold, and a Steve. Thank you, guys. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you. Whoa, what was that? Listen to the tail end of what I'm saying and then the anomaly. And no, I didn't fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost what it sounded like. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you.
I'll go ahead and play that again. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's just, that was a really bizarre noise. I have no idea. It's, I don't know if it's like a, a growling or a grunting or some kind of weird noise. As we said earlier, we got something that was claiming to be something not human. So is it that? Is it these guys making a funny noise? Who knows? Maybe they made the fart noise. <laughs> well, they they may already know about our sense of humor. So we're like 13-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah. And so the recorder's up on the table between us. And it sounds like it's right next to the recorder. It sure does. Here is the rest of the session. We really appreciate the fact that you're communicating with us. That's fantastic. You? Me? How do I know? How do you know that we appreciate you? I'm not sure what you're asking. Marnie. And that was a female voice. Oh. Hi, Marnie. Thanks for joining us. Were you in present here downstairs? I like that name, Marnie. That's pretty. It's unique. We don't hear names of that nature very often anymore. So do you... Do the four of you travel? So that was the end of the Estes sessions. And it would seem we had three males and one female. Jesse checked in with us to see how things were going. How's it going? It's going good. So have you ever heard the names Bob, Steve, Arnold, or Marnie? I think we've heard female. Steve before. And females Steve Marnie. Came really clear. Like no. there was no doubt that's what I heard. Yeah. They were saying that there were three men here. And eventually, with the spirit box, we got those three names. And then. And it was cool because when it said Arnold, it kind of sounded like when you would be in a room with multiple people and Arnold was in the back somewhere, kind of yelling his name from the back. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so we've got our. Our. Estes uh, method. Yeah, our Estes mm. method going on. Mm. But these are from like the. Using guns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're like, that can go over the, oh, yeah, the headphones. Works. Yeah, to help mute any sound. What is that noise? That's the portal I turned on over there. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's funky. Yeah. You Have you not gotten a female the name? The flashlight just came Oh, thank itself. you. Thank you. Thank you. Was that you responding to us? Can you turn that off, please? So we know you're actually responding. We'd appreciate it. Can you turn it off? You might just have to step away from it. Yeah, if you stop touching it, it should turn off. I promise we'll pay attention to you again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if not, that's okay. I'm going to have to turn it off. Well, we, no, we've had females coming through a lot. Okay. Even up here, it's weird. But no, no names no or names. anything? Okay. Yeah, it just sounded like... But we don't hear too many... Yeah, we haven't heard too many feminine voices on that, so... Really, man. Have you ever had um, communications with something that just said it was an entity? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we got that in the front room. Yeah. Where the main bed is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right off of the dining room. Or not the dining room, but the living room space at the base of the stairs, but that room off to the side. That's cool. There's so much stuff we don't know here. Yeah, a lot of energy. What was the thing that you said that you had downstairs where they can draw energy from it? Oh yeah. I didn't quite know what that was. 
this might be helpful. That's one of these. Oh, okay. So they can just gather energy from it and... Yep, that's okay. ghost battery. I, like, I can feel that. I can feel it. It feels like a ghost is around. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. When we you first got them, I'm like, it was tripping me out for a while. I'm like, why do I keep feeling like this? And it's that. Yeah. Did you get it at Ghost Stop? Or? <clears throat> no, it's made by Paratronics. Okay. Yeah, those are, they, they, you can buy like what they call EM pumps off the internet, but they're not real. These <laughs> are actually real. Gotcha. Because if it feels like a spirit like, like that. I'm going to take a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, you're more welcome to take it around with you. For some reason, like there's a dial on here. Mm -hmm. So you can change the frequency. The, the higher the frequency, the more energy it puts off. Okay. And if the battery for whatever dies, we have extras, but... They do drain that sucker, which gotcha. is what you wanted to do anyways. Yeah, true. That's the point. Yeah, and it did sound like there were a couple more of those weird anomalies in that clip. Yeah, the, the only thing I could think of that I would want to go back and check is we were sitting on a, it was like a metal picnic table almost. Right. And I would like to check like if there was a way if we like leaned back or were leaning forward, was the table making some kind of noise? But I don't think it would sound like that right next to the recorder. I'm always super hypersensitive when I'm shifting around and stuff, and I, I don't recall that table moving in any way. I mean, it was really secure. And in some of the other audio we're going to play for you guys, you'll hear me say into the recorder, this person just made this noise so that we know that it's not something definitive like that. So if we'd heard a weird noise like that, generally speaking, I would have said, you know, my stomach growled or we did something that might sound paranormal on the recorder. Well, and the thing is, the recorder wasn't moving, and it did sound like it was just right up on the recorder. Yeah, and it, all three of them sounded exactly the same, like this weird guttural kind of weird thing. I don't know. Also, the flashlight turned on while we were talking to Jesse there. <laughs> I think they were trying to get our attention, honestly. <laughs> it was like that, because we just finished doing the Estes method, where we were having total conversation with whatever entities were there with us, and then all of a sudden, we're not talking to them anymore we're talking to jesse and that was like hey we're still here turn on the flashlight <laughs> exactly we might have paid a little bit more attention to him if they turned it back off for us because we asked him to do that and they didn't well this is true the emf did light up periodically as we were in the cell and it went to red once when we asked them to get it there but it mostly was a steady orange yeah, and we made sure that we moved it around. We didn't have our phones anywhere near it. And until I started doing a Facebook Live, we had our phones on airplane mode anyway. And, you know, it was funny because the EMF was really going crazy when you were doing the Estes. The other thing is uh, we need to get ourselves one of those ghost batteries because it was a really cool device. I think it was helping to, to amp the energy. Definitely. So we started a Facebook Live at about this time, and that video is up on our YouTube channel which you might want to go check out so you can see what happens when I jump into a shower to see if I can coax some spirits out. <laughs> oh, boy, are we going to have some fun now. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but before you get into the shower, Kelly, we still need to finish out a little bit here. You did some dousing rod questions in the cell. And remember how you told me the spirits could touch my hair? <laughs> I do. Now, I am completely unaware that Kelly had done that because, remember, I had the earmuffs oh, on. Yeah, the noise-canceling headphones, although it's our, our own version. <laughs> well. I've been sitting here in the dark. Oh, Is there something geez. on the ceiling? Huh? I felt like something touched my hair. Well, right I told, oh, I told them to play with your hair because it feels really cool. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. 
And something just touched my hair right here. Yeah, I just felt like, hey. like I'm sorry. Jesus. Here, hold this. Gotta go blind. It it went like this. Yeah, I told them. I said her hair feels really cool, and you should touch it. Hey, Sarah. I just got touched. <laughs> Something's touching my hair. I was gonna show them what this hallway looked like. So here's. There's some kind of weird portal thing back there making weird noises that scares the crap out of me. So on some of this audio, you guys are going to hear me as I'm talking to the Facebook Live as well. And there was that wonderful portal sound that every time it went, it just gave me goose flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Goose flesh. Goosebumps. So Kelly, I was touched again. You were. But I wasn't the only one. (laughs) Well, this is true. You got touched on your arm. So are we... Or am I speaking with any of the three, or actually four people that Diane was... Are you touching my arm? Oh, Kelly's getting touched now. Was that you touching my arm? Point him straight away. Were you, were you just touching my arm? And that's okay. I don't mind. It just felt very, very strange. What was really interesting about it, the reason why it felt strange to me, because I have been touched other times, but it has a very strong electric static type feeling to it. This felt more like pressure and someone just maybe putting their thumb on my forearm and just rubbing all the way down it, which kind of is a little bit creepy now when I think about it. But at the time I was like, oh, cool. I got touched again. That is interesting because, you know, the one time that I definitely felt this as if something was touching me really more, a more substantial touch. Let me put it that way. It felt like static electricity. My hair getting touched. That's you'll hear. You heard me at the beginning of the clip asking, is there something hanging from the ceiling? Because it kind of felt like like a pole chain, maybe on a light or a fan. So I thought I'd walked into something. Right. And so then I looked up and put the flashlight up there and I'm like, uh, there's nothing here. <laughs> Either that or the spider web's already in your hair. Yeah, and it was enough that it kind of <laughs> felt like a brush across the top of my hair. Yeah, and I don't think most spider webs would do that anyway. Plus, I'd already invited them to touch you, so. <laughs> no, if I'm going to feel a spider web, it'd be more like on my face or something, not my hair. I wouldn't think I'd feel it. Your hair's pretty gelled, so. It is. Yeah. <laughs> pretty it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not going to feel much. Arena was watching the Facebook Live and suggested we try a dousing rod session using the Estes method, so we did. At the very beginning, you'll hear the portal in the background. Just be prepared for that, because it is creepy again. It's very disconcerting. Is there anyone here with us? Can you put him back out to straight, please? Can you put the rods parallel? Interesting, the EMF's not going off anymore. Can you put the rods out to straight? Can you put them parallel, please? We can't ask you a question until you move them back out to parallel, please. All right, I'm going to move them back out. It is not stuff left. It's weird because they're not, they didn't didn't make the rods go out parallel. (laughs) Okay. Hang on. It was weird. I just felt like they're... Well, what was interesting is the EMF stopped going off. Uh-huh. And now it's going... It's going off again. 
But when I asked him to move them back out to parallel, nothing happened. It went to yes that there was somebody here, and then it wouldn't do I anything feel, else. Without. I couldn't feel any power through the, like any movement or anything. Wrong. All right, let's try it again. Usually, you could feel like a little bit I've of got pressure. A couple more questions. You could here. feel pressure, like they're trying to move them. So very interesting. It was like the spirits left right after responding that they were there. Now, Kelly, was it because you were closed off, do you think? I don't know, because this isn't the first time that we've done the Estes with the dowsing rods. And the prior times that we've done that, they still worked, even though I had no idea what was being asked. So I kind of don't think it was because I was closed off, but who knows? Well, here's what I like about doing things with a scientific point of view, is that you have multiple pieces of equipment going at the same time and compare. For me, I'm not going to say, well, it's because Kelly couldn't see, she couldn't hear. All of a sudden, she doesn't have power over the rods to make them move, which you can feel the rods moving. So you would know that they needed to go back out to parallel to ask another question. You're just going to know that. Clearly, your mind power or whatever didn't move them out there. (laughs) But even more importantly, the EMF was going off. And then when I asked it to move parallel, the EMF stopped going off and it was doing nothing. And I'm sitting there going, okay. And then I'm asking, can you go to parallel? I'm sitting there going, I wonder if there's anything here. And then all of a sudden you're stopping and going, I feel like the energy's left. Right. And then then you'll hear in the the sound bite that you start talking to me and I'm going, hang hang on, hang on. (laughs) I'm like, Kelly, can't you hear me through the noise canceling stuff? Well, and then I think you touched me to get my attention and it scared me. And then I saw you were talking and I'm like, wait a minute. I have no idea what you're saying right now. And the EMF had been super busy for a good portion of time that we were in there. And it really did. It went it went dark. Yeah, that's what really said to me that the spirits have left the building kind of thing or left the cell. The other cool thing, Kelly, your sensitivity. <laughs> you picked up on the fact it feels like the energy's left. And I'm looking at the EMF going, that's what that's saying. Yeah. And I didn't know what your response was. I wasn't looking at the EMF. I just felt it. Mm-hmm. So. so I just love that you could feel that because that to me kind of confirms the fact that you have a little bit of sensitivity about you as well. We continued on doing the dousing rods for a little bit, and that didn't last long. The spirits indicated they wanted us to leave the cell. (laughs) So we said, okay, we'll respect that. So we picked up everything, and we went over. There was a couple cells down, was the African-American cell, and we set up a few things in there, and the EMF went crazy. And, of course, as you guys heard on that earlier clip, Brooke told us that this is where people had gotten scratched. It was pretty uneventful for us in there. We did have the flashlight turn on, but it also was rolling across the bed. So that probably (laughs) was what turned it on. Well, didn't it turn on and then roll, though? I'm not sure because it was above my head, so I didn't see anything. Yeah, I think it turned on first and then it started to roll. But regardless, we could hear the portal going like crazy a Mm -hmm. few rooms over. And that was just really disconcerting. So I think we were just ready to move on. See what else there was to check out. But we did stay in that cell for a little while. And while we were sitting there, we could hear another couple who were in a nearby cell and they mentioned the name Bob. So Diane went over to ask them about that. They had heard the name Bob come through the portal. Diane got that name during the Estes method. And then we heard the portal say Bob again as I started asking him questions with the dowsing rods. Is Bob with us? Bob has a strong energy. Bob. Bob again. Yeah. Thank you. Can you point that straight ahead? There's definitely a Bob here. No doubt. Bob has a very strong energy. Yes. Can you point that straight ahead, please? Thank you. 
So there's definitely a bob hanging out there. Really cool thing behind that audio there, too, Kelly, you can hear that couple in the other cell. It sounds like he asked the portal, what is your name? And it said Bob. Exactly. It sounded like it was responding. I just, that whole thing with the Bob thing, I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Because (laughs) if it was just us, all right, maybe it's one thing. But for me to get that name, then you're asking about it on the dousing rods and getting responses and telling me that this is a really strong energy. And then all of a sudden they're asking, is there a Bob here? And then the portal says Bob. Right, right, exactly. And he claimed that he had been a prisoner at the jail. So I also talked to Marnie during this session, and I could feel the difference in the rods. When I was speaking with Marnie and getting reactions from her, she was much more delicate in the way she would move the rods versus Bob was just very forceful. Interesting. And this kind of reminds me of when we were at the lighthouse and Joseph and Maria. And you said you could tell the difference between which one was responding with the dousing rods because Maria had a more gentle energy. Exactly. Next, we headed to a cell where Brooke and another woman were using the SLS camera. I got in the shower and was joined by two entities. (laughs) Yeah. So when we first get up there, we can see that they are mapping out a stick figure that's in the shower area. Looked like he was washing his hair and so forth. And we need to preface this by letting you know that that shower area is a very small indentation in the shower with no fixtures anymore. So there's nothing in there. So it's not like the SLS, which for people who don't know, it's basically a connect video system and it maps out the human body. It was just a big metal box. There was nothing else in there. No. And usually... Sometimes people will debunk it by saying, well, sometimes it'll map out furniture like it's a human body or something. There's nothing there for it to map out. I mean, it's like putting it up against a wall and having it map a body. It's it's just not going to do that. And there was nobody in the shower. Exactly. Then it went away. And we were like, I wonder if Kelly got in the shower, if it would come back. And sure enough, it did. (laughs) Should I climb in? Yeah, I'd climb in there. Definitely. Kelly's in the shower. And then the portal, the very last knob. Oh, yeah, this is just a knob, but I'm sure it's just going to hold it. If you can hear. It just seems like it's really loud to me. Wow, well, there's... This is going a little bit. But I don't see him. No. Now, will that make, will that make the, e, the Q2 go off? This machine? It shouldn't. Let me see. Do you have it? Oh, she has it. She has it in her pocket. He's right behind you. Is he? Yeah. Does he have her connect? Look. Oh, that's just her. Oh. Because it just popped up all of a sudden. Yeah, someone's facing like a snap. Oh, people are scared. So it's like you're scanning slowly. Something could be there, but you might miss it. You know, the slap there's somebody right there's next somebody, to you. I see that. that. Yep. And they're like touching your hand, it looks like. 
That's weird because before you said that I felt Do you feel him touching you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool. We did get touched on the other cell too. Like right across where you guys just were? Yeah. That's where I've been touched a lot. Was yeah, it touched my hair? Yeah. I told them to touch her hair when she was using the Estes, so she didn't know I, I said that. Mm-hmm. And she thought that she had like walked through a cockpit or something. I said, oh no, I told them to touch her hair. Yeah, that's when my hair was <laughs> like stroked. Well, we don't know what's her name. Yet. I don't know. Is Steven here with me? It's weird, it's like one's taller than the other one. Yeah, definitely. It's weird because I'm leaning on the metal right here, which I can definitely feel is cooler, but I keep getting a cooler, a colder feeling right here on my quad. Is that about like the height of one of them? Are they? Yeah, one one was like really short. Mm -hmm. One was bending down towards towards your legs. That's where I kept feeling it. Oh, they're well, definitely reaching out for you. Yeah, they're, they're like the cool thing is, since there's two, you <laughs> know there's yeah. at least one for sure there, and it's not trying to map her at all. Yeah. It's like one is putting his foot up on you or something. And Are they're both. I think they're trying to dance on with you. Well, I don't it, know. It looks like they're both trying to rub you. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, like they're gonna be kind of spastic. Yeah. But there's definitely somebody is definitely touching you. Are you washing me? <laughs> yeah, they're like, there's a chicken or shower. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so yeah, Kelly. Not only did we have the one entity come back, but he brought a friend with him. <laughs> oh joy! <laughs> it was a menage a trois. <laughs> and unfortunately for you, you didn't see any of what was going on because, of course, we're pointing it at you. So you went back and watched the video that we put up on YouTube. And what was your impression of that? I think I may have been molested a little bit. <laughs> I think you were definitely molested. They were doing some crazy stuff. Well, the one guy got down on his knees and, and you know. And, and we lot. haven't even gotten to that part yet, I don't think. But yeah, one of them did get down on his knees and we we're like, okay, well, now that we've gotten a little X-rated. <laughs> exactly. Based on this next bit of audio, we think one of the entities with Kelly was named Tom, whose name has come up for other investigators here in the past. We didn't get it when we were asking names, obviously, but other people had gotten this, and that's who Brooke and the woman that was in this cell with her, they were trying to get contact with him. Go. I'm going to step out, and we'll see what they do. That's is Tom here? Can you turn on the light? Oh. Thank yeah, you. I didn't turn the flashlight off. Can you turn it off? If it's Tom, can you turn off the flashlight quickly? Thank yeah. you, Tom. Oh, I awesome. appreciate that. Hmm. We've lost one of the entities, it looks like. The other one's like, come back. Oh, oh there it came back. I'm sorry, I said you left. <laughs> wow. Definitely well, it definitely off. wasn't you, Kelly, then. It could have been either one. But I thought there could have been. And Bob is in here also. Can you please turn on the flashlight? This is pretty cool. One of our listeners is like, they're like, man, we haven't had a woman in a while. LOL. Let me get, maybe this will continue. Let me get Jesse real quick. Sorry. Lorraine has said that Tom stepped out to turn on the flashlight. That could be. 
Because he was out of the shower. Tom, will you please turn the flashlight on again? Real quick. The one looks like he's doing Spider-Man up the shower wall. I appreciate it. Oh, there with the flashlight again. Okay, you can turn it back off. I just wanted to see if you were still here. Thank you. <laughs> Playing with that flashlight. It's like, yep. Yep. Tom, can you turn it off real quick, please? I love how Arena said, well, maybe Tom stepped out of the shower because literally his figure leaves from the SLS camera image and then the flashlight turns on to say that, yep, yeah, I'm Tom. Exactly. Yeah, it went right along with it. That flashlight was going crazy. It was. It reminded me of when we were having the flashlight activity at Squirrel Cage. Exactly. It would like click on when we asked. It would click off when we asked. It was doing this like strobe effect. I mean, it was... It seemed like they were having fun showing off a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, this cell was probably the most active thing we've ever experienced in all of our investigations up to this point. I would say so. So I encourage you guys again to check out the video that we have up on our YouTube. Just search Old Hamilton County Jail Investigation so that you can see just this whole scene with the shower and the flashlights <laughs> going crazy. Brooke wasn't able to videotape the earlier part where when you were in there. So we asked you to get in the shower again so that she could make a video for her group to send out and everything. So you get back into the shower and here we go again. Back to get the shower. Yes. Yep. Yep. And said yes. <laughs> They, they like you, Kelly. So, Kelly, you really didn't want to do the shower thing again. <laughs> but after you had us all saying, yeah, you should get back in the shower and the spirit box saying, yep, that was very clear. <laughs> so I obliged. And as a matter of fact, it seemed like a third entity then joined in. <laughs> this is true. Kelly, the thing that was really cool about watching this is the only time we've ever experienced the SLS camera was watching it on TV. We've never had one on an investigation with us before. And I have to say, I've always kind of doubted it a little bit and been unsure. And I think that's natural because we are open-minded skeptics. And so if, if we don't have something in our own personal hand, you know, and, and working with things that way, it's a TV show where we're seeing it. So it could be something where things could be manipulated. We don't know. Exactly. And again, like I said, it maybe it's mapping something else in the room. Although there are a few shows that I've watched where they've asked it to wave and all of a sudden you'll see the hand go up or they'll say, can you reach out and touch that person next to you? And you'll see the hand reach out and actually touch that person. Exactly. And there was absolutely nothing for it to map. No. So now that we've experienced it, I believe in it a little bit more. Right. I mean, it was a flat wall with a big metal hole. And why would it be mapping all of these figures in this <laughs> little area? I mean, the cell was... We were quite cramped in there. <laughs> yeah, the cell's not huge, but the shower was even... I mean, basically one person could stand in it. Oh, I couldn't even... If I were to actually be in there washing my hair, I'd be whacking my elbows on the sides. <laughs> exactly. So... 
you're not going to be able to get three in there, but you guys were all in there. (laughs) (laughs) And just watching how they were moving around and doing different things. It was just interesting. And you combine that with the flashlight going crazy. I didn't mention the EMF was sitting there too. That was going crazy. That's right. And then you guys heard the portal was saying things occasionally. It seemed like the name Bob came up again. Maybe it said the name Tom. I don't know. They sound kind of similar, maybe. And then the yep, there was no doubt about that. This was so much fun. And you could just see how excited Brooke was that this had happened. And they'll have this to tell future groups that come through there and to share with people. So it was just, let me just say, Kelly, I really appreciate you doing that because that's not really something many (laughs) people would want to do is be like, okay, because most people don't even want to say, yeah, you can touch me. And you're like, okay, I'm going to get in the shower and... (laughs) With these dudes. <laughs> and frankly, we didn't know what you would feel because we know you can be touched because we've both been touched now. So what was that going to feel like? So this is true. I appreciate you offering yourself up for molestation. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> but it was really cool for the scientific part of this whole thing is it just I don't know. I, I walked out of there again, completely amazed. Well, and that's pretty much why I went with it, you know, as as soon as it left, I thought, well, I wonder if I go get in there, if something will come back. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And what was really cool is when you got out of the shower, it was still mapping figures. So it wasn't mapping you at all. Right. Yeah. No, they stayed in there. I think they were waiting for me to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd had so much going on there that we're like, you know, I think we're getting a little overloaded. So let's go ahead and move along and we knew we had very little time we were like we we really want to check out solitary confinement and we wanted to check out the children's room which was upstairs so we went back over to the living quarters and went upstairs to the children's room and there was a crib full of creepy dolls up there <laughs> there sure was <laughs> we didn't get much interaction up here we had one of those little bouncy balls that's uh not a small one it was one of the bigger sized ones that you can get Yeah, kind of those soft vinyl blow-up ones that come in marble Mm -hmm. colors that you can buy at the grocery store. They're usually in the big, tall metal bin where you can squeeze them out and then just go purchase it. We sat in the middle of the room and asked whoever was there with us if they would move it. And it moved a little bit here and there. I wouldn't give it a ton of credence because who knows? It could be people walking around, shaking the floor. Right. I I mean, there wasn't anyone in that area. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a fireplace, but there was absolutely no draft coming from there. No, I went and checked. Yeah. So, and we had the temp gun out too. Yeah. So if there was going to be, you know, drafts hitting it or something, we would have caught something with that. But it would, it would just shift a little bit here and there in different directions. The dousing rod seemed to indicate that we had a little girl there with us. Then we went to the last spot that we investigated, and that was solitary confinement, as I said. And we used the dousing rods and seemed to have a conversation with a former resident. So, did you have to spend a lot of time in solitary confinement? By a lot of time, I mean more than a couple of days. Oh, I guess you did. You were about ready to say no. All right. Um, Did you have to spend more than a week? Yes. Yes. Okay. Were you in here longer than a month? that another yes? Can you cross it further if it is? Yeah. Thank you. Somebody was in here for more than a month. Wow. Can you please put them straight forward again? All the way straight forward? Thank you. We appreciate that. 
Well, honestly, compared to the other cells, it's not that bad as compared to other solitary say, confinement that we've been in. Well, not only that, this is like this seems nicer than the cells in there. Yeah. I'd yes. say yes. <laughs> I'd almost rather be in here. Yeah, it's kind of crowded. Kind of nice in here, actually. Even the bathroom area is larger. So, did you prefer to be in here versus the other cells? Did you like solitary more? No. No. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm sorry about that. I just I was curious because it seems like they're bigger. You know, cells and you have more room. Yes. <laughs> so was it because you had no interactions, no one to talk to that actually, can you point them straight out so I can ask? All the way, please. Thank you. So was it a situation where it's just because you were by yourself that that's why you didn't like it, even though it seems like a nicer cell? Because you didn't have anyone to talk to. Gotcha. Okay. It must have been pretty lonely. Yeah. Yes. I would imagine so. So, can you put it straight out? Can I ask you, and I'm not saying this with disrespect or asking with disrespect, but for the reason that you were in solitary confinement, did you do whatever they accused you of and that's why you were here? You did. Okay, well thank you for being honest. Appreciate it. I hope you know that I didn't mean any disrespect. I was just wondering. Can you point those straight ahead, please? you have anything you want to ask? Anything you're thinking about? Did you read when you were in here? Well, that's good that you were provided books. Can you put them back out to straight, please? Thank you. Were you able to get mail when you were in here? If somebody wrote you a letter, were you able to get it? Hmm. No. That's a bummer. All right, thank you. Can you point them straight again? Did it get cold in here? Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. We actually live in Florida also. But we're a little bit further south, so it doesn't get quite as cold there. Did you ever get released from here, from the prison? Did you get to leave? Oh, that's good. Which makes me wonder why you're here now. Do you stay here all the time? In spirit form? Are you always here? No. No. Okay. Thank you. Can you point it straight again? Straightforward? Are you able to come and go as you please? Sometimes you come here to visit, sometimes you don't. Hmm. Interesting. That was a yes. I've always been really curious about that. You point them straight ahead. Do you travel between your home and here? Do you just come here sometimes to see what's going on? Maybe to visit people that are stuck here? Hmm. 
That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you're not stuck here. Yeah. I'm sure those that are, are probably happy to see you and have you visit. Is it friends that are stuck here? Let's go into deeper guesses. Thank you. You can point it straight out. All the way straight. Thank you very much. Do you have any family members that are stuck here? Well, that's good. Do you stay with your family members most of the time? That was a no. I know that no, there's not family members here. I know, I'm just saying it's so the recorder knows. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so most of the time are you with your family that have passed? Do you hear that over there? I'm assuming it's picking up, but I think somebody's got something in there. No, I'm talking about the it sounded like a little pebble or something. Oh. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's pointing, pointing over, over there. there. Are you over there? Is there somebody over there? Is there somebody over there? <laughs> Can you make that noise again? I went right to yes for the recorder. Can you make that noise again? Please? Saying yes. So for the recorder, it pointed in that direction from which I... I heard the pebbles, or whatever it was. It's pointing that way again. Yeah. It's pointing over that way. <laughs> Can you tell us who's over there? Is there somebody over there other than you? Is it your friend that you come here to visit? And just for reference, that noise was somebody else tapping against metal or something. So is it your friend that you come here to visit? Okay. They're just coming to check us out too, see what's going on. Do you think you could touch this flashlight here and turn it on? They would really appreciate that. Can you turn that on? I think if you just come over and touch it, you'll be able to turn it on. Yeah, if you touch it, you'll just have to use some energy. And you can take energy from us. If you need energy from us, go ahead and take energy from us and just touch that turn it on. We'd really appreciate it. No. It says no. Did you just bump the bed? No. Are you sure? I'm nowhere near it. That was weird. The bed just shifted. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm nowhere near it. I mean, I'm near it, but not. My leg, like, I'd have to do this to That's touch it. That's what it felt like. Yeah, there's no way I did that. <laughs> wow. That'd be hyperextending my knee. <laughs> did you sit down with Kelly? Did you just bump the bed or sit down with me? Yes. <laughs> That's fine. I believe that tapping we're hearing is coming from other people in the jail. Yes. All right, well, I'm feeling pretty exhausted. Are you ready to call it? I'm ready to call it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for talking you. to us. We really, really appreciate all the interactions tonight. You guys have been great. Kelly, this was unlike any solitary confinement we've ever seen before. It wasn't like a dungeon or a dark place that people just got thrown into. This 
had a fairly nice size cell. There was a bed and there was a bathroom attached to it. And it was a good size bathroom. Yeah. Definitely so. not like at the squirrel cage jail where it was barely big enough for you to stand in it. No. And it was an interesting conversation we had here because it was as though this was someone who had stayed there at some point, did not die there and decided to come back and visit every so often. Yeah, exactly. Which was a very unique conversation compared to anything we've had in the past. We had such a great time at this location and we're definitely going to return. Jails always provide us so many cool unexplained experiences and this one certainly did that. Is the old Hamilton County Jail haunted? That is for you to decide. Well, we'll definitely be heading there again for sure. Maybe we can set up a private for some of our listeners who are in this area to join us there in the future. Most definitely. We invite you guys to check out our website at historygoesbump.com. If you want to send us some feedback, you can do that at historygoesbump at gmail.com. While I was over at YouTube uploading our video, I noticed that we had a few comments over there that I wanted to share. Robert on YouTube under the penitentiary in New Mexico wrote, My brother was one of the inmates tortured and killed during the riot. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe that. I mean, talk about having a personal connection with a location. His name was Joseph A. Mirabal. He got there by violating his probation for receiving stolen property. When he was young, 9 to 14, he was an altar boy in the Catholic Church in the town of Alamo Gordo. When I was very small and still learning to talk, I gave everyone in my family their nickname that they still use to this day. Joseph's nickname was Joe Tony. Everyone knew him by that name. He was raised by our grandparents. When my grandfather passed away, Joe Tony turned wild and was often chased by the law all over town. In 1977, he told me he was having a recurring dream of him having a bad death and that he would never live past the age of 24. He told me no one would ever be convicted of his death and everyone would know about it. I asked him, who is everyone? He said, everyone everywhere. He explained to me that when you're an altar boy, you're supposed to lead a clean life, which is something he failed to do. So in order to receive forgiveness from God, he would have to suffer a bad, torturous and painful death. He didn't know where this would take place. He was 21 at the time when he told me and my half-sister about this recurring dream. When he died in the New Mexico prison riot, he was 24 and two weeks after his birthday on January 18, 1980. Joe Tony despised snitches all his life. He was not a gang member and was known to stand on his own two feet and fight his own battles. Many admired his courage and his willingness to help and protect others from those who meant to harm them. He served his country during the Vietnam War in the U.S. Navy. Before that, he spent a year and a half in reform school in Springer, New Mexico. He was 17 and a half when he was released. Six months later, he joined the Navy. He led a remarkable life and would make a good book or a movie epic like Ben-Hur with a prison riot as its centerpiece. I wonder if the prison riot was determined to happen no matter what anyone did to try and stop it. The riot was already foretold in his dreams. Isn't that amazing? That, that's just incredible. That he knew that was going to happen and oh, what a horrible way to go. Username Clotter Miller also commented under the penitentiary in New Mexico. I was 23 when it happened. My brother and a friend were in prison in Ohio at the time, so I was very interested in what was happening. Forty years later, I still shudder when I remember the accounts I heard of the violence. The land the prison was built on was supposedly off limits for the Pueblo Indians. They considered it haunted. Wow. Well, as you heard on that episode, we think it might be haunted too. Yes. Hannah shared on YouTube under the Cripple Creek episode, my husband saw a ghost and refuses to believe it at the District Museum. I'd moved to Colorado three years ago and I wanted to go explore Cripple Creek because a co-worker of mine told me about it. My husband and I went on Martin Luther King Jr. Day weekend and the website for the museum said they would be open. When we got there, it seemed to be closed. 
no other cars, and there was a sign on the door saying they would be back after 1230, but it was around 2 p.m. So we got back into the car and I decided to call. Maybe they forgot to unlock the door or there would be something saying they were closed. While I was calling, my husband said there was a woman in the second floor window looking at us. I couldn't see and he told me she was wearing a bonnet. I did see the shadow of movement when he told me she was moving, but I didn't see her face like he did. I didn't get any answer on the phone, but my husband was convinced it was a worker. I told him if it was a worker, she would have answered the phone. And why would the workers be dressed up? Then I was training a new person at my work who lived in Cripple Creek and she said that it probably was a ghost and that people often see the ghost of a horse and buggy going down the street too. Wow, but yet he saw it with his own two eyes and refuses to believe. He's like, nope, nope, definitely not. But I'm like, wouldn't that be weird for a worker to be like looking out the window and then not answer the phone? And be in costume too when they weren't even open. Especially why would you be in costume if you're not open? Missy wrote on our website, Rose Red is one of our favorite miniseries written by Stephen King. Thornwood Manor is someplace my husband and I hope to visit one day. Thank you for doing a full episode on this beautiful historic home. I've been binge listening your podcast and I'm thoroughly addicted. You're intelligent and engaging and I appreciate finding a podcast with female hosts my age. You two make my week every week. Aw, thank you. We're, yeah. we're glad that you're enjoying it. Do appreciate that. Yeah, those of us who are getting a little gray in the hairs. <laughs> And Elizabeth also responded on the website, I'm familiar with the Spy House Museum. Lucinda the Haunted Mannequin was in an upstairs room. It was like Ghost Central reportedly. So oh. We definitely have that location on our list. Sounds fascinating. Suzanne and the crew said, Had an interesting thing happen to me last night. I woke up to a feeling that something or someone was sitting at the end of my bed and slightly bouncing. It felt so real. I have a cat, but it wasn't him. And it felt stronger than a cat jumping on the bed. And it was a continuous bouncing. I did take a peek and saw nothing. I've never had an experience like that before. It lasted for maybe 15 to 30 seconds. Have to admit, I was kind of scared. I didn't check the time. Now I wonder if it was around three. <laughs> that I'm curious to know. We want to thank you guys for joining us for this episode. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Kelly. You take care now. Bye-bye. This episode has been brought to you by our executive producers. Dispatches from the Grave Digger. We want to thank Ruth Dempsey for upping her support. We are now going to be moving you into a chess tomb. Thank you so much, Ruth. We really appreciate it. And this episode was also brought to you by June's Journey. Make sure to check out The Lost Diaries on whatever podcast catcher you listen to. Be sociable. Drop the chain rattling, neck biting, and shape shifting, and join us on Facebook and Twitter at History Goes Bump. Like the page and follow us. for the theater of the mind i'm your host diane and this is kelly see you were so busy screwing <laughs> around over there you almost missed introducing yourself
But you sure look pretty with your little hand gesture. Thank you so much. Jail was added to the Register of Historic Places in 18... 1883. <laughs> we started outside before heading into solitary... Solitary? What is solitary? <laughs> kind of like sol- solitary? No, I don't know. <laughs> the warden's wife cooked for more than just her family. She cooked the warden. She cook. She cook. She bang. She bang. She cook. She cook. <laughs> Listen to the tail end of what I'm saying, then and the the 